Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Big Dog Random Show with your host, Big Dog. So, uh, what happened to you? Well, I think I've had like series of events or experiences that happen in my lifetime in Growing up, I never had, as a child, as a teenager, I never had any sort of activity happen around me. I never experienced anything out of, you know, this world. Not until I was probably about, oh my God, okay. my, my son was a baby. We had just moved into a house me and my ex-husband bought in Victoria, and I'm not trying to like play the religious part about it or throw that in there, but he was an atheist at the time when we started dating and we our relationship was forming. And mm-hmm. I was very religious, you know, our family, you know, our family line, everybody went to church, everybody, you know, had their faith. And we began our relationship, you know, with me very strong-minded and willed in that aspect. And he never really convinced me to be atheist. It was, he was very persuasive and the science about it. And I couldn't, and he was a very, you know, debate kind of guy. And I just kind of like, when I was like, okay, yeah. And I had the, I have the ability like to see different perspectives and I'm very open-minded about things. So I kind of was like, hmm, you made me right. All right, whatever. You know, so I kind of went the atheist route. And we moved into our house and it was just like little things that would happen here and there. Something that I just would be like, oh, okay, whatever. Like hearing doors slam or things fall. And um, my son was a baby and I heard his uh, crib mobile, you know, the the mobile that sits above the crib that spins. I heard that go off and it was just playing and you have to wind it. You have to really wind it in order for it to have a good long play in it. But it was just plain as if it was winded up. And I was just like, okay, it's a little weird, you know, nothing scary. That's fine. Um, but I never really got like a bad vibe from the house. Like, you know, like as if there was bad spirits or anything there, nothing that frightened me. Um, just things that startled me. Um, another time would have to be when I was sleeping and I can hear like someone next to me and they just, I can like, it was as if I'm picturing it, they like kneeled down to my face and screamed, wake up, like in my face, like shouted it. And I Whoa. woke yeah, I, I I woke up for sure. <laughs> and I woke up and I'm looking around. I'm on the bed. Like, I sort of like sit up, like prop myself up. And I'm like facing the wall. And my son's behind me and my husband's on the other side. I'm like facing the wall and I'm just like looking around. Like, I know I saw something here. Like, I know I heard something here. And my pillow was missing. I turned down and my pillow was gone. And that's never happened. I've never been the crazy sleeper type. I've always woken up in the same position. And I, my husband starts talking. 
and he's he always talked in his sleep. It never um, never threw me off or scared me when I'd hear. I just oh be quiet, go to sleep. Or sometimes I would conversate with him, and <laughs> just to, you know just to mess with him while he was sleeping, but um, just to see how far it would go. Um, but he's like, I just need a breath of fresh air. And I turned around and I was like, what, what are you talking about? And I looked down and my son, my son was maybe about five months, four months old and he slept between us. And my son was underneath my pillow and he was just kind of like squirming, you know, like trying to move his face around. And I was like, holy shit. I was like, oh my God. And I pulled the pillow off of him. And of course, you know, I'm freaking out, upset, you know, oh my God, he babies have been known to, to smother themselves under pillows and right. so whatever that figure was whatever that spirit was that entity um possibly saved my son that night so and how the pillow got on top of him like directly like on him like long long ways i don't know how that happened but just you know thank god in that moment i was woken up so that was one experience from there. And then that's when everything just sort of um, changed for me on my views of uh, right. paranormal and things like that. You would wake up and see that the baby was in danger. Oh, yeah, for sure. And but um, other experiences I have haven't. Uh, have you ever had sleep paralysis? Yes. After we moved into that home and that's when I've started experiencing sleep paralysis. And the most recent one I had was probably about a week ago. Um, and I've, they've started to come like frequently um, since being in that home. And um, like, I'm, I'm like getting like, sort of like, ugh, just thinking about it. Yeah. But, when um sleep paralysis picked up for me and it would be being feeling like I'm held down like literally feeling like I'm held down like something's hold and I've researched it I've you know googled it sleep paralysis it's that state of mind where your body feels as if it's you know your body's sleep it's in that sleep mode you're immobile but your mind is active and awake and it's said to be brought on by irregular sleeping patterns, which I do have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I'm a night owl, even though I have to be up real early every day. And that's where my sleep paralysis picked up in that house. And um, I recently had one here in this home that I'm living at now. And this is for anybody who's experienced it. Like for me, sleep paralysis, like I can watch any scary movie. I can watch, hear any ghost story, hear anything about anything. And it doesn't shake me, but experiencing sleep paralysis will scare the you know living daylights out of you. Yeah, definitely. And um, the experience I had for one particular time is I was sleeping and my eyes are open. I woke up, my eyes are open, but I'm not being able to move. And I hear like footsteps in my living room, just walking around and I'm trying to get up, 
Um, I have two small children here with me at home and I'm just trying to get up because it's freaking me out. I need to know if something's inside the house and I'm hearing I'm moving my head. I'm trying to reach up and it's like something is literally holding me down, like holding my arms from moving and just complete no control. It's the most scariest thing. And when I looked it up, they said that these things are like hallucinations um, your your mind is in one state, your body's in another, and you're just hallucinating. Well, I've researched further, and it's called the incubus. And then um, during the state, I was calling out to my dad. Um, my dad lives here with me. He lives on the bottom floor of our home. And I was calling and calling out to him. Of course, you know, when you're scared, um, one thing everybody can say is that this date, like, definitely started the whole um, horror side, the whole nightmare side. That's what definitely took off from people back way BC experiencing these, um, this incubus state or this, you know, sleep paralysis is definitely what started the whole nightmare trend. The whole, you're just having nightmares. It's just a nightmare. Um, no. But shit feels real. It's scary. It's really scary. It's it's kind of scary to think, oh, something is messing with me. Um, but then the science part, you know, I see both sides. I try to, you know, okay, I understand this side of, you know, this, you know, demon, whatever. And then I'm like, okay, well, here's the science side of it. I sleep like the most creepy, have the crazy sleeping schedule sometimes. So it's, it feels wow. You feel a little bit better about um, the whole scary, but I started yelling sleep, and uh, finally, when I eventually did wake up, I was too scared to actually move. When I knew I had my feeling back, I was too scared to move, and I called the cell phone, and he didn't. He didn't answer his phone. And that's when I started to panic more. So I ended up calling a friend of mine and he stayed. He was like, well, just stay on the phone with me. And the way where my dad sleeps, like his area on the second, on the bottom floor, it's kind of dark. And it's like walking down into a basement. And right. so I was scared to go down there. And my friend stayed on the phone with me. He's like, I'll stay on the phone with you. Just walk down there. Just make sure your dad's okay. And then I went down there. My dad had the TV blaring on and everything. And I was like, dad, you're awake. He's like, yeah, I'm fine. I was like, okay, well, good night. And so I went back <laughs> to sleep. <laughs> but, you know, it's 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 interesting to just look into that. And, you know, and I, I as soon as I have the experience afterwards, like, I pray. I have to pray. I was just like, no, like, this is bad. Like, let me just pray real quick, get it together. And Yeah, see, that's what I was about to ask if uh, if you – went back to being religious i mean if it changed your you know your point of view when you started experiencing this stuff definitely definitely and the way i see this is if anything's messing with me they're messing with me because i'm i'm getting closer and getting closer to god i'm getting deeper into my faith if that's the way i that's the way i try to see it you know the these spirits, demons, the devil will only come after you when you're, um, what's the word? You became a target. Yeah, 
yeah and much. and and uh, and this is very common i've heard so many other people say exactly what you just said even my mom being as religious as she is right um it but it also gets to the point where it goes the other way where you start to see uh good things uh my mom's seen angels um she's experienced uh very uh pleasant visions stuff like that yeah definitely yeah and so here's let's lighten the mood a little bit um cool. one experience <laughs> one experience that i did have um i just moved into my first apartment and this was maybe like a year ago or so um after coming off a divorce and when i came off a divorce is when i sort of i came back to the church and it's like okay you know i'm kind of like at rock bottom right now basically let me if let me have let me have that connection back with God. Let me go back to church. Let me figure out what exactly I need as far as myself and my faith and my family. So I got my first apartment. You know, I got my job, got my apartment. And one day I got really sick. Like and I it was the flu. I'm pretty sure it was the flu. Um, I got terribly sick. And I was sitting in the meeting at work and my boss was just like, are you OK? I was like, no, I was like, I feel terrible and I felt like a big baby but I was like no I feel terrible because I didn't want to be sick um and when I miss work it's can missing work can be detrimental to my income sometime and so I didn't want to go home but I had to go home I needed to go lay down and he wanted me to go to go see a doctor I was like I can't go see a doctor I just need to go lay down um so I went home and I had my cousin, Debbie, she was my sort of in-home babysitter. She would be there with my daughter and I get home. She's like, what are you doing here? And I was like, well, I'm sick. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta lay down. And she's like, well, can I go home? I was like, no, no, don't go home. <laughs> I was like, please just stay here with her. That way I could just like get at least a couple hours of sleep. And wow. I just threw myself on the bed. I didn't care about like throwing a blanket. I like maybe threw the blanket over my leg and just lay down. I just needed to put my head down and rest. And right. Debbie comes in there with my daughter and she puts her down in the cribs right next to my bed. She puts her down next to me. And like, I'm like kind of in and out of it, like looking up, like I hear a noise and I'm like, oh, okay, it's Debbie. And then right afterwards, after I see her put her down, I'm fall back into my sleep state. I feel the blankets pull up over me. The blankets are pulled all the way up over me, all the way to my shoulder, like tucked into my neck. Um, and I'm just like, you know, I just go with it. You know, it feels good. And right. I get a kiss on my forehead. Like, you know, sweet kiss, you know, definitely, you know, get well. You know, I felt and I, I swear I thought it was Debbie. And so I was like, whatever, you know, I just went with it. OK, just, you know, it's weird. You know, go ahead. Give me a kiss. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> right. I, I'm too weak to fight you right now. <laughs> right. So I just, you know, I went to sleep. I woke up. I felt so much better. And I went out to the living room and I sat down on the couch and my daughter was already awake with her from her nap. And I just sat on the couch and I looked at her. We're watching TV. I'm like, hey, why'd you go in there and cover me up and kiss me? And she goes, what are you talking about? I was like, you, you when you put Chalupa down, you must have covered me up with the blanket and, and like you gave me a kiss. She's like, I didn't kiss you, girl. I was like, 
you didn't kiss me. Sure? <laughs> I was like, you sure that wasn't you? <laughs> somebody she, did. Somebody did. And she goes, it was probably your grandpa Valencia. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and, uh, and that's what I was thinking. Yeah. And I, the whatever entity I felt like, I thought it was her, but I couldn't tell if it was a man or a woman. All I knew it was a good it was a good experience. It was whoever did that, whatever decided to come over me at that moment. Um, I was definitely weak. And that's kind of when, um, if you have read into it, um, these spirits, these demons, they'll come at you either at your most strongest in faith or your weakest, your weakness in ill. Mm-hmm. And I just was just like, okay, well, that's definitely a good experience to have. And I'm thankful for whoever came and did that for me. Yeah, I mean, but you felt like a comforting presence in that right. situation. Definitely. See? Definitely. Definitely felt like I was wow. for a moment. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and um, I love hearing what you have to say about the Ajaki and it, because I never knew, I never, I never known, you know, people in our family have had these experiences or with, with, uh, Maitia, you know, in your home, I never, I everything's like coming to light now. Yeah, and like I said, I've been getting messages from other family members that stayed in that house and uh, had similar experiences that I did. You know, with the sitting on the and the touching and the not mm-hmm. bad touch, but kind of like you know touching your back now. I guess if you don't know what it is and you don't understand what's going on, it can be a little stressful, you know, a little freaky, you know, freaky. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had other uh, nephews and stuff like that and sending me uh, messages because uh, people I didn't uh, target the show toward or starting to listen to it. And, you know, I figured, a lot of ridicule for being in this type of field here oh, yeah. but i'm used to it you know usually i'll uh them questions that makes them think because you know i can't just say you know well it's real and, you know that's final i'll just say hey have you ever had something weird happen you know and it's funny because i always tell this story about how people always treat me about though in a crowd they'll sit there and make fun of me and make jokes about, you know, about Bigfoot or ghosts or UFOs, mm-hmm. all this stuff that I'm into. They'll sit there and make jokes. And then I walk off and they'll follow me and, and they'll be like, hey, man, I had something happen to me one time. And I was huh. like, oh, yeah. And, and then, you know, I don't I don't lash back at him. I was like, what happened? You know, I want to know. Yeah. I mean, I get tons and tons of stories and I've. I found that if I'm open and just tell everybody what happened to me, a lot of times, I mean, pretty much every time I'll get a a, a story. There's one guy that won't give me a story, but I'm going to keep working on it. He's a police officer, and I know he's seen something. I can tell by his reactions, especially when I'm talking about stuff that happened to me. I'll get him one day. One day they all they'll they'll spill the beans eventually. Um, right, right. It's it's good um, that 
because I remember going to your going to your home. Either I'd be with my dad or be with my aunt. And I remember walking in, and this is where, like, hearing the stories about your house, I'm like, oh my god, it makes sense. <laughs> um, walking into the home, it was definitely an eerie feeling. Um, mm-hmm. I never had any. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a kid, so at the time, I've only been haven't been there since I was a kid. Um, but I remember in the home, it was just this eerie presence. Like you just felt something was up here and it, it never scared me. Never, ever scared to be in, in, in y'all's home because I always wanted to go any opportunity that my dad was going, I was going with him because there was something fascinating about the home to me. Um, if that makes sense, like there was just something fascinating about it. And see, there goes that what we were talking about earlier, my mom is very religious. I mean, she, she is so strong in her faith. Something very traumatic could happen and she won't even flinch. Yeah. I, I, love I mean, you know, me being as, uh, not as religious as she is. Um, <laughs> you know, and then, you know, they would say you open the door, <laughs> to to evil things coming in when you when you listen to like Iron Maiden and all that type of allegedly demonic music mm-hmm. and then uh watching movies and video you know stuff like that you know you open the door for them to come in and yeah. I think I think there's sort on I mean I'm not a Satan worshiper or nothing and I'm not a, a saint either. I'm kinda in between I mean, I know that there's a God, you know, there has to be, because mm-hmm. when you start experiencing stuff, you start to see the bad things. Uh, so there has to be good things. Right. There definitely has to be. And I think it's like the yin and the yang, the good and the bad. It's definitely got to exist. There's no way of getting rid of bad people in this world, but there's also a lot of good people in this world and Growing up religious, growing up in the church, you know that the devil does exist. It's out there and it's, you know, feeds off of temptation and all that stuff. But I mean, hey, the devil exists and scary things happen, but that also means God exists and good things happen as well. Absolutely. And and that's one thing I was going to say about, you know, your mom, yeah, Jackie. I've always like saw her as this very strong woman, very and not necessarily like oh powerful but you know it's just she's so content with herself like she knows she knows who she is she knows what you know what it is and i've always got that vibe from her yeah I, and uh i i get a lot of uh, my personality from her yeah you know you yeah. know just you are who you are, and if people like it, cool. If they don't, oh well. <laughs> <laughs> well, freedom. Um, I was gonna say I forgot. I, I meant I heard something you said, and I was gonna go back to it. Oh, where, um, you you talked about uh, how listening to such music and listening and watching such movies, you're opening this portal to you're allowing these, um this these things to come in um this evil to come into your life for me honestly like scary movies none of that shakes me um 
hearing I you know I've listened to Iron Maiden and I listen you know to a lot of you know dark dark music too and I'll listen to Christian music as well but it's the fact that you can explore this sort of area and still be pretty content with where you are with God and your faith and I I don't I don't miss, I don't think it's a bad thing and I don't think you're, you're bringing all these spirits in it's just the ability to be, a, be comfortable with two sides of what there is all right well I got a quick one for you that okay. happened that happened uh, a couple hours ago oh really uh, oh, on Sundays is the day I like to sleep late mm-hmm. it's the only day that I get during the week so I always wake up around 12 that's why message i'm like no we ain't doing it that early (laughs) (laughs) so so i always wake up at nine around nine and go to the couch because it feels good on my back and then i can raise my legs up i sleep more comfortable on the couch and my mom uh goes around nine and i usually say bye mom you know Mm -hmm. pray for me or something you know and then she's like all right you should come with me or whatever i was like maybe next sunday I say that every Sunday. And uh, I crash out. Puppy, me, my little chihuahua. We all snuggled up. And uh, I start to hear this noise. It sounded so weird. And I woke my chihuahua up to see if she would react to it. It, it was like a little electronic noise. It was like, me, uh-huh. me, me. And stuff making this noise. And it started getting like, louder and louder and I was like what is that because I was trying to also you know I was like I heard it so it woke me up and then you know I get messages and then uh, I got a message from because I do another show called uh, Mysterious <laughs> Woods uh, you know I'm a co-host on that show and uh, she sent me a message hey uh, check out the the show I just dropped it I'm like okay because we did it a couple of days ago and uh, and I was listening to it, and uh, most of most of it's just us just cutting up and you know joking around and being silly, and uh, you know we talk about mysterious stuff, but you know having fun with it, right? And uh, so I'm listening to it, and I can't really stand my own voice, so I can't listen to it loud. <laughs> okay. And uh, I kept hearing that noise in the background, man, 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 and it seemed like it was getting longer and longer, like it started off real small. So I finally stood up and I'm like, what in the heck is making that noise? Well, a long time ago, my sister gave me this dinosaur, electronic dinosaur that was pretty popular. It would walk around and roar and you could tell it to do stuff and it would do whatever you told it to do and you it would react to you. That thing's been sitting on this... Um, I got a, like a toolbox in the other room. I know I'm a weirdo. I got toolboxes in the house, but it's like one of those uh, collector's item toolboxes. So it's not like a regular toolbox. Uh-huh. So it's sitting up on top of there and it's been sitting there, say, been sitting there for about 10 years. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's pretty dusty. So that thing gets to start moving around and growling. Making all that noise, and that thing has been on for ten years. The the on button, and I just stood there looking at it, and it's like, 
or it starts roaring. <laughs> wow, that's weird. I said, well, maybe it's just the battery, you know, started to get juiced or whatever. But it started off slow and it just started growling at me. And I just flipped it over, turned it off and went back and laid down. I was like, that's kind of weird. And I said, you know, <laughs> I've always heard that when you start talking about all this stuff, um, you start to get their attention, too. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, nah, man, we ain't doing this. <laughs> Don't mess with me. This is the house of the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I say too. I would just like, uh-uh, turn that shit off. All right, close the door. Mm-hmm. Go back I'm going to- back to sleep. Don't mess with me. <laughs> and that's exactly how I feel too. Um, this this house, uh, this is a beautiful house um, that we live in, and it was built in the 1950s. And I did kind of feel a vibe getting here. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't necessarily a bad vibe, but, you know, you could just kind of tell. I had the house blessed once, but I don't think it was blessed right. That's just my thought, my theory on that. So was it like a drive-by blessing? or? Yeah, kind of like that. It was kind of like sped up, and the guy started talking about my work and my, my income. And I was like, wait a minute, this ain't got nothing to do with the house. <laughs> and then, I have uh, some extra sage if you need yeah so what i plan on doing is i'm gonna get one of my favorite my favorite um Diaz come by and um she's definitely always been there to sort of guide me to my faith you know as far as, as far as church she'll go uh randomly i got a message from her kind of a couple of days after i had my sleep paralysis experience i got a message from her and didn't even ask me just said see you at church tomorrow okay bye love you <laughs> like, I was like, all right well i'm going to church tomorrow or you know going to her specific church i usually watch online right but i plan on having i'm gonna ask her again to come by and bless the home for me just because it's someone i love deeply and i know who's very in very into her faith and all has always been and i'm gonna have her bless the home again but um so he did tell me about experience he had here in this house. And I'm just like, you sure? Mm. And um, he told me, because my cat, I have I have this big uh, Mancun-looking cat. And it's my baby. It's my world. And it's kind of like why I like to keep animals around. I like, you know, just for, you know, they're so in touch. They're very intuitive. And they sort of pick up on these energies. And I feel so much safer having animals in my life. So I had this cat. I have this cat. His name's um, Whiskey Lee. And um, he would go down the stairs. And I told you, like, it, it's kind of like, it feels like you're walking down into a basement from my floor. It, it's, it gets dark. The wood gets dark. The walls get darker. And there's not very much light down there. And my dad likes to keep it dark as well. Makes it more creepier. And um, <clears throat> so my cat would just sit and stare at the door to to the downstairs area where the stairs meet the bottom floor and he was just sitting stare at the door and it was kind of creepy and I'd yell at him you know get up here you know I don't definitely don't want him going down there in my dad's area and right but he would still he would find a way like somebody would leave the door open with the kids or my dad or I forget going down there doing laundry um so one night um the cat was down there the door was open and my dad was standing near his bathroom and it's all the way across from the other side of the staircase. And um, he saw the 
the door like shake and there's like a little hook on the door and every time you move the door that little hook bounces back and you can hear the door open every time so you'll know someone when somebody's coming upstairs or when somebody's coming downstairs and the door was just shaking and he can hear the little hook just dinging and dinging away at the metal and he's like what the fuck he's like is it is the cat trying to get in here or and he looked down the cat was right next to him and (laughs) all right (laughs) like my dad, he, he definitely tries to put like a logical reason behind it, why that's happening. And he's just, I'm just trying to figure out why that door was doing that. And I'm like, mm, dad, I wonder why. <laughs> um, I, I know I wasn't messing with the door. But yeah, so he said he had that experience here. And a, a couple other people who've been by, they're like, your house is haunted. I was like, I don't feel like it's haunted. I don't feel that way. I mean, I'm, there might be something lingering here or in a way but i definitely it doesn't scare me not it's even if there is something some bad juju here it definitely is not enough to shake me to move out right and it you know it's all like residual energy you know maybe a past owner or something that happened on the land before um i mean because it's pretty much all over the planet i mean we've been alive on this earth for a long time you know humans and souls and all that and so there's got to be something somewhere where something happened you know yeah and ghosts are so common i mean you see it like played out in halloween movie shows like there's a ghost emoji i mean it's there's definitely something that's come becoming more common about you know, these experiences about these spirits, about, you know, the whole aspect of paranormal, you know, all of that stuff. So it's definitely, and I, I feel like the more you, not necessarily embrace it, but the more you just like, okay, all right, it doesn't shake you as much. Yeah, because, I mean, if you're paying attention to it, if you're open to it, you know, that's why a lot of people don't believe because they never had experience well they might have but didn't understand what was going and that's exactly what happened to me i did not understand what was going on i didn't figure it out until i started talking about it and when i started talking about it i was like holy moly yeah like ghost stuff (laughs) i definitely for sure like when i started hearing about the house i'm like okay i'm not the only one all right and like I said, I never had an experience there, but I definitely picked up on something. And the way your your mom, she has it decorative and, you know, it's very, the last time I remember it was very floral in there. Um, yeah, she has like little statues. She loves little angel statues everywhere. And you know what the weird thing is? Mm-hmm. A lot of them were just randomly breaking. Really? Like falling off the shelves and we'd find them on the floor broken. And she thought it was dogs or she thought it was, she blamed, you know, we could, we, we had an explanation, you know? Yeah. And now that you say that, I had just realized, like, I would come home from work and I'd see a broken angel on the floor and I'd be like, oh, mom, your angel broke. And she'd be like, you know, start yelling at the dogs or whatever. (laughs) Even she had an angel in front of the house. Now the UPS man broke it, but why are they breaking? Yeah, you probably have like a ghost cat. Like in one of your episodes, like didn't somebody see a cat? Yes, and now that you brought that up, let me throw that out here. Okay. So I used to have this cat, and I I was a cat 
person before I was a dog person. I love my cats because they're so affectionate. And so I had this cat and uh, we, that cat was like, like a dog, you know, I would chase it and we would play around and we were always roughhousing. And my mom was like, Oh my God, you two calm down. You know, yeah. Uh, we played real rough and, uh, and then we would just watch TV and just, you know, calm down and snuggle, you know, or whatever. And we were always together. And then one day, uh, me and some friends and family was going to go out to the store somewhere. And we jumped in the car and we took off and I hit the button to close the garage. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't know that my cat got stuck underneath that door and it broke her neck. Oh, man. And so when I came back from the store, one of my uh, it was my sister's ex-husband. Uh, he's he came down and he said, "Hey man, your cat got stuck under the door." And I was like, "Man, don't even play like that." As you know, mm-hmm. and then I got up and I just saw her laying there, and I just lost my mind. I was crying and I was freaking out, and everybody was sad because we went from one minute to us uh laughing and joking to you know everybody standing around crying because i'm just sitting there on my on my knees holding my cat and uh man i was so sad when that happened i was i mean my heart just broke and uh you know i asked my brother brother brother-in-law to dig a hole and uh i i guess i was being you know i mean he would dig a hole and then i was like it's got to be deeper and he was like Okay, I'm a little tired from the hole I just dug, but I guess I can go deeper because I really don't want to argue with you right now. You know, it seems stable right now. I've never seen you cry over an animal before. You know, you're always this big macho tough guy. That's you know. Yeah. And so he dug the hole. I I think I made him do it about three times, and then I put her in there, and uh, and you know the sad thing was she was pregnant. Oh man. And, yeah, and, and so I put her in the in the, in the hole, and I put some flowers in there, and we buried her, and you know I I was just bummed out, and and I used to put her in the in the cabinet in the bathroom, uh-huh. and like because a joke, you know that's how we that was one of our games that we would play, mm-hmm. and she would she would uh, move the door the little uh, underneath the sink in the bathroom and that door makes a little noise. It goes, doom, 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 you know, and, uh, actually I could do an exclusive where I go in there and make the noise. So everybody knows the noise. <laughs> Let me see. I'm going to go over there and do it. Yeah. So I'll put her in here and it go. Mm-hmm. Did you hear that? Shade. Kind of like so, that. um, after she died, a couple, if she would jump on the bed and then come cuddle with me, uh-huh. and I'd say a couple of days after, uh, after she died, uh, I would I would feel her jump on the bed, and uh. It was weird. It was like her presence was there. And I was like, oh, oh you came yeah. back to see me. 
Yeah. And then like later, I'd be still laying in my bed and I would hear that door in the in the uh, bathroom moving like she wanted to play. Oh, man, that is so I'm so sorry about your loss. Um, because you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I am. I'm, I'm sorry because you, you said you're crying, you know, really upset and crying over that. Like you definitely have people yeah. develop really strong bonds with our animals, and it's, it's unfortunate, you know, how she passed away. But you know, she's probably lingering around for sure. And you know, I think what happened was because I felt so bad because it was my fault. Because I closed the garage and all that stuff, and you know, I I felt responsible for that. Yeah. And uh, I think she was coming back to say, "It's oh. not, it's not your fault, dude." Yeah. It's <laughs> because not- I I started to feel better, you know, about it. <laughs> a little little cat spirit around made you feel a little bit better. Right, right. It's kind of weird, but and then so I think when they said. Do you have a cat? And I think, and that's the cat that that girl saw. Very much so, probably much so. And I'm thinking too, you know, cats are known to just knock shit over on purpose. <laughs> you know, just uh-huh. they're testing gravity. And yeah, you know, I wouldn't write that right. You know, some of the angels breaking, like I wouldn't write that off as anything bad. Maybe, maybe that cat's playing with shit and just trying to get your attention. Or I know my cat for sure will jump up on the counter and i have he'll jump up on the counter to go to the window they'll have a window right over the sink but i have all my dishes right there as well and he'll just knock over the dishes like one by one here and there (laughs) dish on the floor so i think i'm just i'm just being silly with that but um that makes me think there could that could be our angel breaker Mm -hmm. there yep yep just just an idea, just a theory. Um, but I, yeah. I had I used to have a cat like that too, that um that was very much like a dog, huge cat. Um I called him Amazon and um he ended up passing away in a very unfortunate way too, and where I thought it was my fault as well. Um he climbed into a car, climbed into the car and the engine, and I don't know what exactly happened. Oh no. But you know, you got it. That's why they say you, during the winter time, like tap on your tap on your hood or hit your hood or honk your horn. Because um, I something from that started the engine must have hit him and his whole bottom jaw ended up being like ripped off. Oh, God. And he was an outside cat. And I was living in uh, I was living in Edna, Texas, like like way out in the country. And um I didn't know. We just let him be outside in Rome. And one day, my ex-husband's sister came to me. She's like, the dogs are barking at your cat, like, really bad. Like, and the dogs were just, it was the, like, Dotsons. They were just sitting there at the dog shed, barking and barking and barking and barking. And I looked in there, and I saw my cat, and I just saw his face. And I immediately started crying because I knew, like, this is it for him like there's no coming back from that his his jaw and his his throat it was just like spaghetti like just shreds and oh, man. I had a lot of guilt about that and then hearing your story and 
makes you feel, you know, a little bit better. I know that he's in a better place and we, we had to go take him to get euthanized because by the time we found him, it was just the, the, the way it was healing. It was just bad, but you know, it, it definitely breaks your heart because animals are, are something beautiful, you know, God's gifts. I feel. Yeah. I feel the same way. And now that you mentioned like here, like feeling your cat, um, kind of like, like your cat's presence in a way. I had a dog, I had a Shih Tzu and one day he disappeared from the front yard and oh, it tore me up. It tore me up for days because I had that dog for years, five, as old as my son is. I, that's how long I had him for. And it scares me because I don't know what happened to him. But it, but there were nights where I, I, he has like, he's a Shih Tzu, so he has like this little short snout and he kind of like snorks a little bit like i don't know if mm. it's you like like their nose like they kind of like snorkel and i would i would hear that i would hear that in the room with me and it would freak me out and like one night i remember i tell him like luger be quiet and i was like oh my god luger's gone and, but yeah I, it would be like the way that he carried like i i can hear him like because he'll sleep next to me on the floor and like the way he like shuffles around trying to get comfortable or him like i can hear him like licking his feet like it would be ever so often i would hear noises like that and i'm like oh man like that makes me worry like you know what happened to him after he disappeared the best love ever um right and during my time in victoria i definitely like lost track of that connection with my dog like i was I don't want to pin it all on being an atheist, but I definitely wasn't in my faith and I wasn't, you know, being as, as not righteous or, you know, I just wasn't myself definitely for sure. Um, right. And, and sometimes when you lose, like you said, you were out of your faith and everything. Um, sometimes uh, he reminds you. Right. And um, it definitely took, you know, a divorce and hitting not necessarily rock bottom, but realizing, OK, I need help. Like, I don't like I was always comfortable off of my own, you know, with my husband, my my unit. Uh, for you, for yourself, I have a question. If do you have like a plan in place? Like, OK, is what's your mission when you're going out there looking for him? Is it just to, to cite him, to see him, to capture him on camera or do you? like would you ever capture one or would you ever shoot at it like what is your mission once you finally do see him or it well when I get the uh, encounter that uh, I'm doing it just to prove to myself that I'm not crazy <laughs> okay, I'm, gotcha. I, I'm not trying to prove it to anyone mm -hmm. I'm not I'm not uh, documenting doing documentaries on it anymore. I'm not videotaping it anymore. But however, I do do recordings, audio recordings, because especially when I go to sleep, because I'll go out by myself and I'll set the recorder on top of the Yeti and I'll, I'll crash out. And the whole night you can hear stuff either walking around. Uh, I had stuff messing with my ice chests. I mean, it could have been raccoons, but you know, I don't know what it is, and I'm just trying to get an audio of it breathing or talking or whatever. That's what I really want. I'm not going to be able to prove it with something messing with my ice chest, but it, that's not my goal. My goal is just to uh, uh, just prove it to myself. 
because you know I, I hang out with uh one of my partners we go out and she does have equipment but mostly it's to uh you know for personal you know vindication you know okay Okay, I was I was just curious, like, so you're just going, okay, if you do cite it, you're like, oh, knew it. All right, well, there is kind of like Yep. I'm done. Okay. That's it. <laughs> Yeti's for sale. Half right. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. And I was just curious because you know, I've seen you go on like these, you know, trips and hikes and quests and stuff that you do. Um and it, y'all just y'all mainly just like hike around, right? Until like follow follow yeah uh, because a lot of the sightings that people have are accidental Mm -hmm. um so we either try to act like hunters or um hikers you know a lot of times we'll just sit like sit around and talk around a bonfire and I've gone with different people because you would be surprised how many people have seen these things. And it's, it's like when I started talking about what I've seen, it happened in 2012. Ever since then, oh, I had this happen. I had this happen, you know? And then uh, I started doing, a, I was co-hosting a podcast back in 2012 at the end of 2012. And we did it for a couple years and people got to know my voice, and uh, then we started going to video, and it was so crazy though that people would recognize me, like when I'd go to like a conference or whatever. Hey, hey, big dog. Um, I had one out in my yard, or I had this, or they want to show me some picture out on their phone, and it was like really weird, you know. I was like, man, I ain't nobody, you know. You know, I'm not trying to be famous or anything. It was just a, it was just. A, a interest that kind of just took over and and it's still it's still you know like very i can't stop i mean any there's something pops up on my screen or anything about bigfoot or anything i'm i'm on it i'm checking out you know to determine if it's fake or that and if anybody uh I get like I, if something new comes up, I'll get a uh, message like all day about the same thing, which I don't mind. You know, I'm not going to be that guy that like, I already seen this. Leave me alone. You know, because I want to know. Yeah. I want to know what they think about it. So I'll start. Hey, what do you think about this? You know, or they'll ask me, you know, what do you think about it? And I'll tell them why. Why I think a certain thing about it and something, you know, there's some that I'm just like, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't even know where to start, you know. So I guess the 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 answer is just you know personal. And so this is kind of like, you know, in a way, it's kind of become like a passion. Um, just the whole aspect of all of it, like you know, down to the camping, hiking, the podcast, you know, the yeti, the interests. I mean, it's definitely become such a big part of your life, right? In a way, I mean, which is which is fascinating because it sounds like you're meeting like all kinds of people, all walks of life, and that's definitely yeah, a great I mean, experience. I'm running. I'm talking to people that, uh, you know, ghost people. I'm talking to people that talk about UFOs. I mean, it's just all kind of ties in together. You know, I believe it somehow does. 
you know, I just can't put my finger on it right now, but I have lots of theories, you know, just, you know, this stuff has been going on for a long, long time. I mean, there's cave drawings and stuff like that, you know, with Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. Then there's cave drawings with aliens, you know, or spaceships. So, oh, yeah. you know, who, who knows what the answer is? I'd like to know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm from what you share and what the way you speak about it like i'm kind of like there's like a little interest like right now for myself like i kind of want to go out there and see if i see anything and i think too i think once you see it i think it becomes like addictive to try to see it again or right um i would probably be like frozen seeing something so big like that i i was scared when i first saw mine (laughs) i was really scared and i don't hide that i try to act like i was I did when I first went in the woods looking for it the first time I was like man I got this I'll beat him up or I'll shoot him or something you know I just did the last thing on my mind was I would freeze and 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 whimper like a little girl you know I didn't think that would happen and when I when I saw something get up and run off I don't know if you ever heard the story about my sighting I can uh, send it to you um yeah yeah, so when I saw that, I was really, really scared. And the last thing I thought about was all the stuff I said about shooting it or punching it or beating it up. I wanted to go home. Good do shit. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to go home. I didn't want nothing to do with uh, that. How tall? Like, what's the average height of a Bigfoot? Uh, Well, I mean, it depends on what part of the United States because... I I've heard reports of people saying anywhere from fourteen feet on up to, you know, Nuh-uh. yeah. But I would think, I think yeah, I think people freak out and they embellish a lot. Yeah, they they add a lot of, uh, you know, it's kind of like I, I I like to use it as an example. Fishermen when they get that fish and then all of a sudden you know if your buddy was there it was just a regular fish but when you talk about it it was you know Moby Dick you know the biggest fish you ever saw in your life that got away so I think people start to uh and I'm not saying they're liars but you know maybe maybe some people have seen them that big you know but I think people uh excited and they add a little to it not you know not everybody but Mine was pretty big, but uh, he was more, uh, it was not unreasonable, I don't think. I think it was uh, over six feet to seven feet. And uh, it never stood up. uh, And that's just an estimate. It never stood straight up. When it stood up, it was hunched over. And then it went down. Uh It went down to all fours like 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 a dog or like, you know. And it ran like that, but it did not make one sound. Now, it might have made noise, but when I saw it, I was so freaking out so bad. I don't know if you had any anything traumatic happen to you where there's no sound, you know, where it's just kind of focused on what, what you're seeing. And I guess all the rest of your senses shut off. That's the only logical explanation I can come up with why I didn't hear anything. But people say they can move really fast and not make one sound oh jesus as big as it was it didn't it would it should have sounded like a a mac truck 
going through the woods, but it didn't make a whisper. Wow. Nothing. That's that's why I didn't As, think it was um, real. Yeah, yeah, that's scary for something to move something so big to be so light on its foot. And um have you heard any stories where do they from from your experience from your experience of hearing stories and other people's stories, has a Bigfoot ever attacked anyone or do they mostly just run away? Mostly they run away, but there has been uh reports of uh, them being attacked and then there's been uh stuff about people getting killed. Um but those people don't get to tell their story. Oh gotcha. But yeah, there are reports. Uh, there, there's, there's historical uh, reports also um, of Bigfoot's being aggressive and trying to uh, uh, dismember you. I mean, because I've, I've heard uh, from a great, from a good source that uh, that there was a lot of logging going on in East Texas and and stuff like that, and some of the uh, lumberjacks were coming up missing. And uh, they were oh. finding them with their heads either twisted all the way back or off. Mm-hmm. And then they were finding them with no skin. I'm not saying Bigfoot did it, but they don't know what did it. But they were finding these dudes with horrific damage like that, you know? Yeah, something something big had to do that. Something yeah, big so, I mean, it's not a, a normal man's MO. I mean, men, people kill each other, but they don't do that kind of damage to each other. Yeah. And I'm done thinking, oh, I don't want to because it interests me. Like, um, you know, I like, yeah, I love camping. I like hiking. And that's something that I can see myself doing in the future. But I'm like, I don't know. I don't think I want to mess with anything like that and be that one person to come across it. Um, where Where's he mostly? So you travel to other states to go look for him. Like, where... Where are like the most hot spots? Everywhere. Uh, you wouldn't think Texas would be, but it is. And then um, I got a lot of people that are a lot of friends and acquaintances that are doing uh, uh, research out in Beeville, close to Victoria, all these lower parts of Texas. There's there's been reports, and these a lot of these recent. Uh, and you wouldn't think that they would be out in New Mexico in the desert area, but they are. Um, yeah, they're pretty much everywhere. I mean, I could okay. pretty much throw a, a dart at the United States map and come up with a lot, you know, come up with somebody who's had something happen. Okay, interesting. Yeah, just figured because I, I'm, I'm just picking your brain right now because I've. Um, I we've never really sat and talked about any of this and I always kind of wanted to know like what you were so fa- fascinated by and what sparked all of this well I mean like any kid I'm sure you, you got a son and he's probably you know fascinated with monsters and stuff like that I was the same way you know yeah and when I I grew up and then I saw the started seeing Bigfoot videos, but for a long time, I thought they were just in California. I was like, Mm -hmm. oh man, they've seen these things out in California, you know? Uh, 
And then I watched the documentary because anything that had to do with it. Uh, then there was some guys in Texas that were having uh, encounters and I was like, what? And then uh, I got a hold of my cousin, Lupe, and uh, he was running around with some guys out in Texas doing research and I, I started contacting them and, and that's how I got involved and that I was actually with those guys when 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 uh, everything happened and they were all happy and excited when I told them that I saw one and and it's you know I gotta send you the whole the, I gotta send you the encounter but yeah it was I was not happy and excited <laughs> yeah <laughs> well I think I think what you're doing and you know this this passion you have and how it's taking you you know kind of you've been traveling for this and meeting all kinds of people like I think it's great like how your interests have led you to this show, to all of this. And I'm definitely like a big supporter of that. And I, I find it interesting and I love hearing the shows and everything. I appreciate it. Um, I got a lot of stuff coming down the pipe. Uh, I really got an interview with another lady around five o'clock. No, and her, her story is she started telling me a bunch of stuff uh, last night and that's why I was like oh well I already had told you I was going to do a show and then when you said you we agreed to do it early I was like perfect because then I can do hers later and then I'm actually doing a trailer for another show that uh, me and a buddy from Las Vegas are doing uh, his name is Cryptid Hunter and he's got a big following and everybody kind of always wanted us to do something together and we we've always talked about it uh and we're finally going to make it happen so uh, i'm looking forward to that it, that one's going to be called uh, big mysteries and this guy is really good with you know he does a lot of research um he does with boots on the ground and then hearing other people's stories and then uh he's he's got a lot going on so for me to team up with somebody like him you know that's just gonna be that's gonna be really good and we vibe really good together me and him you know um so you know we're either gonna freestyle a couple shows just kind of throw a subject out and talk about it or and then we we're planning on doing maybe doing some script more scripted stuff and see where it goes from there. So uh, a while back, a couple years ago, I'd say 2013 or 14, I was actually doing three shows a week with different mm -hmm. people as mm -hmm. a co-host or some sort of you know guest or whatever. And so yeah, I've always been fa fascinated with it and. You know, ever since um, my first encounter, um, when that happened, I decided I never, I didn't want anything to do with anything. I didn't want to go back out in the woods again. Mm -hmm. I was done. This is crazy. What the heck am I doing? Why did I even go do that? You know, it was uh, kind of like, a, I guess you could say P PTSD type of thinking. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, I mean it, I, and then I was having nightmares for, about it, and you know, it, it kind of messed me up. 
and I couldn't talk talk about it mm-hmm. because uh, when I did, people would either look at me like I was nuts or or something wrong with me or, or kind of laugh about it and stuff like that. And then uh, I was even starting to annoy my own family about it. And then that's what made me draw back. So I drew back for a while. And then when I started doing the shows or whatever, uh, I uh, I said, you know what? I don't really care anymore if people think I'm crazy or right. or you nuts or whatever. You know, this is what happened to me. I don't care. And then when I did that, it was like I opened the floodgates. Everybody started sharing stories with me, and I I couldn't get enough with enough of it you know it was it's been an amazing journey so far and i'm just want to keep going you know if somebody's like hey man you got to come out to this one area with me and i'll try my best to get out there with and i wish i could go with everybody because i get i started getting a lot and i feel bad because i gotta tell these people well i can't you know do it right now or this and that and then so yeah there's that i wish i could if i was a millionaire and yeah. who knows, this podcast uh starting to pay a little bit, but not enough. <laughs> I if, if uh, I, you're on to something really good here. I think you're you're like cusping it and like you you edited the intro and I love the intro. So I think this is just gonna mold together a lot better and it's just gonna get better and better. I just I have a good feeling about it. And when uh when I started listening to each episode and it was just getting better and better. And I, you're, yeah, you're... I, I get comments about how I sounded nervous on the first ones. And, and it, and it, I kind of probably did because I haven't done it in a while. Mm-hmm. And when I was doing it all the time, I was just like, talk like, you know, it was natural for me. And then I didn't do it for years and years and years. And I always did it on somebody else's, platform you know i would join their mm-hmm. their show or whatever and then i was like you know what i need to have my show yeah do my thing because people tell me stories and then uh, the some of the shows that i was on a lot of the content that i talk about i couldn't talk about on their show because it wasn't you know part of their format so i was like man why is it Bigfoot people only talk about Bigfoot. Ghost people only talk about ghosts and, you know, aliens. And then, you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff in between that's going on that people don't talk about. And I was like, I just want to have a show where I can talk about everything, even if it ain't even about uh, a strange experience. You know, uh, I, I did one with my cousin where him and his friend lost contact for a long time and they thought each other was you know, gone, uh-huh. you know, they were in the army together. And then, uh, you know, they got, they got uh, reunited uh-huh. and, uh, you know, I thought that was show worthy, you know, for two military guys to, you know, get back to, uh, talking to each other again, you know, and so, it's, good material is good material i mean i think that's definitely why you titled it you know random and i i think your big dog like you know, i don't call you big dog i call you phil um, but uh, <laughs> he's a big dog with chihuahua yeah 
Um, but you've definitely created this um, this sort of persona um, where, you know, you have all these different people in your lives with, you know, different backgrounds, different, you know, um, occupations such as myself, you know, and it's good to just when you bring people in, you're bringing other interests, you're bringing other opinions, other experiences, and that's opening people up to other things like they you know, some people may come on here to hear a ghost story, but then we get sidetracked and start talking about something else. And that might be something of interest to them as well. You know, like a branch splitting and splitting and then forth. But your whole, your whole persona is just very like, it's just going to be around you. And I think around your experiences and the people you meet. So I, I think it's all great, honestly. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm just trying it out, see how it goes. Yes, sir. And, um, oh, we've been going for a long time. Oh, darn. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have a lot of editing to do. So if the show doesn't come out quick, usually when I get quick shows, it's because I didn't, we talked real quick and stuff like that. And there's not much editing, but this one is going to be a while before it gets out. <laughs> yeah, you can edit my rambling. <laughs> 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 yeah, because I got I to gotta keep it down to an hour or uh, I got to continue it, make it longer. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we'll see what we can do. Ooh, let's see if I'll be like the first one with a two-part special. <laughs> well, actually, there was two. I had two other shows that were two-part. I don't know if you heard the one with Mike Richburg, the life and death and then life again. No. Where he actually died in he he passed away and he talked about his experience and then he came back and yeah he had a he had an amazing story to tell after I, that was probably and that was the first time I shared a show mm-hmm. because I was doing shows but I wasn't sharing them mm-hmm. and then when I did his and I listened to it and I said I got to share it I got to do it I got to put it out there cuz people need to hear this cuz there's a message in that show yeah and uh which one is that one? It's called uh, Mr. Mike's. Uh, oh, the life and death of Mr. Mike. Or uh, okay, so the incredible life and death of Mr. Mike. Okay, so I started. Yeah, that, that one. Okay, yeah, I started listening. Yeah, to that one. got you. Yeah, he because he's had all kinds of experiences and reports, and I've known that guy for a long time, and we talked about it, and it was so weird because we. We went to a conference together. He lives up in South Carolina. He finally made it out to Texas. And then we went to a conference together. And then uh, we shared a room. And I think we were about to go to sleep. And he dropped that on me. And I just stood there uh, listening to his story the whole time he was talking about it. And it just, it was like, it came out of nowhere. He's like, hey, man, you know what happened to me? you remember when this happened and I remember he went to the hospital, but I didn't know how serious it was. You know, he actually died. Yeah. I have nine minutes left on the first episode, but I haven't listened to the second part. I've heard, I've heard like the first six, uh, the first five ones. And then I skipped the middle and went to like the last, uh, Oh, okay. Five last, when is that? The last six ones. So I like skipped the brotherhood, um, and then Mr. Mike, and then see, yeah, so yeah. I second one on that one. Yeah, it's it was I was cooking. I listened to it when I cooked dinner, 
Um, so sometimes I hear like bits and pieces. I'll be like running around making dinner and then running back to the bathroom, getting the kids out of the tub. So I'm like trying to like come back and listen to it, but I definitely need to go back and listen because I did hear the part where I got to the part where he spoke about, he came across two paths. Yes, that's it. That's where I I last left off on that. Um, Okay. Yeah. Cause that one, that one, uh, that one is a good one. And I got, that was the first show I shared. And then uh, I got so much feedback from that show. I mean, it was, it was almost to the point because the next day I had something to do. I had to help out a friend with, and it was, my phone was going nuts. I mean, people were saying, Oh my God, that was the best show that, that I've ever heard. His message made me think, I mean, people were reaching out to me that I've never spoken to were, you know, about that show, you know, and that was, that was pretty amazing. And I was like, man, I did a, I did the right call. And then after that, uh, I was like, we got to continue the show because it cut off. It cuts off. This one's probably going to cut off soon, but uh, it cut off right when he was talking about it. And so we did a second part and tried to continue that. But he, we were planning on continuing it the week after, but that was getting so much feedback and I was sending them screenshots and I was doing this. He goes, man, let's do it right now. So we started, we, we went ahead of schedule and, and got it done. That's what's up. Yeah. I got to go back and finish that one. Um, and then um, I listened to, uh, of course, Mama's All Creepy Lights. Here. Yeah worry about what the peaches i was just like oh my god yeah she told me that and i've, I've kind of heard stuff like that off in the background of my life and then or you see something like that on a movie or i'll hear friends moms cousins brothers sister tell a story like that or something you know and and then for my mom to just say that i was just sitting there like wow you know my mom she's so interesting to talk to and I and I'm so fortunate to just sit there and she'll either tell me the same story a bunch of times or and then she'll come out with a brand new one that I was like wow but I always poke at her about stuff like that you know hey mom you remember when you told me this and she'll like yeah and then she'll just talk about it and it'll be like wow mom and then so when she told me that story I did that show I think about 30 minutes after she told me her experience and then you can hear me start to put together the, the lights that I saw. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh my God, maybe that's what I was seeing, you know, possibly. You uh, know? And you were talking about in the show, you're like, so um, probably, I probably need to go out there and look for those lights again. And I was like, uh, uh-uh. uh, like, I kind of like talk to you while you're saying, I'm like, uh, uh-uh. uh, <laughs> leave those lights alone. Yeah, I've been out a couple of times and the old man that takes me does not want to go anymore. He's like, no, I don't want to go. We, But I know where it's at, so I don't need him to go with me. <laughs> and then my co-host, I mean, my the show I co-host, I talk about that again. And, and she's actually been out there. And I told her, this is where I saw the lights, but they weren't there that day. And um, she's like, I want to go back. I was like, all right, because I do want to go back. I do want to go see it again. And even though I sat there and got my feel of sitting there just watching these lights moving around, 
it's still not satisfying to stop. Yeah. You know? So I'm planning on going back. Oh, well, please be careful going out there. So I, I know what not to do, and that's chase them. Yeah. So I'm not doing that. Plus, I can't run anymore, so they're lucky. Yeah, definitely don't advocate <laughs> it. <laughs> they're lucky you can't run. Um, right. Lucky you can't run. <laughs> <laughs> We're all lucky I can't run. <laughs> um, but one thing that I do love is hearing I've I've never heard any stories about um Grandma Valencia. Um and she was actually Hernandez, right? Is that right? Before it uh Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I have to find out for sure. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I, I never, I never, I never asked about her maiden name, so maybe. Yeah, and I'm, I'm like interested, interested to see like if there's anything that stemmed from her maiden side, like you know her, her side. But maybe. I, I never heard stories about her. I never heard anything about her. I heard stories about Grandpa Valencia. Um, I, I remember her because she was such a wonderful. You know, she when she saw me, she gave me hugs and she talked to me and she would rub my back like like I talk about in the uh, podcast. And, you know, it was she was very warm, comforting person. When I saw her, I wanted to run over to her and just give her a bunch of hugs and kisses. And and, uh, you know, she would feed me. And, you know, of course, you feed me You're my best friend. But yeah. Um, yeah, she was a real nice, real wonderful person. And and when she, when they told me that I wasn't going to be able to see her no more, that she had passed away and went to heaven, I was so hurt and crying, and it was it was terrible. You know, that was my first, uh, you know, experience with death. And me and my mom were actually talking about that earlier today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we 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 sit around and talk all the time. I wished I could record everything, that, and I probably should start. Yeah. Uh, recording everything and I told her I said mom I want to tell your stories but I want you to tell them and she's like eh, I'm not really interested in that but if you want to talk tell everybody the story that's fine like all right we can do that so yeah and um I guess it's about to shut down because it usually yeah. goes an hour and 17 minutes but it was really awesome talking to you and uh if you ever just want to talk um Give me a call and for sure and stuff like that. If you have any input or anything about the shows that you've heard or anything, let me know. Cause you know, the more feedback I get it just makes me better. Even if it's your show sucked, I, you know, I want to hear about, <laughs> you know, how I can make it better, you know? <laughs> no, no, you're good. You're good. Yeah, definitely. I'll let you know anything. I mean, I have no problem. Um, but I think it's going great, honestly. So I just see it getting better from here. For sure. Appreciate. Mm-hmm. All right, cousin. Well, Thank thanks you. for telling your story, and I appreciate it. Yeah. And thanks for having. Like me. I said, keep in touch, and we'll do that insurance thing that you need to do, and we'll get it done. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Well, have a good one. I'll talk to you later. All right, cousin. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Big Dog Random Show.